You're listening to Around the King's Table, a podcast of the Mount Church in Clemson, South Carolina, with Pastor George Marshall and Pastor Brian Mann. Pull up a chair and listen in as they seek to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples of Jesus. Well, welcome to another episode of Around the King's Table. As always, I'm Brian. And I'm George. And today we want to continue a series that we've just begun on spiritual disciplines. And uh, this afternoon's focus is going to be on meditation. Yeah. But not like meditation that you might think of when you think of... Not mind-numbing. Right. So scripture meditation is what we're going to be talking about uh, today. Uh, So we'll just go right into it if you're ready. I'm ready. Great. You're always ready. Something like that. (laughs) So we're talking about scripture, meditation. Right. First question, what is scripture? It's God's revealed word to us. Mm -hmm. Um, So his instructions, his history, um, his record of dealing with his people, um, his record of our condition and what he's doing to resolve that. Um, but ultimately it's, it's his message, his authorship mm. through men. Yeah. For our benefit. Mm-hmm. Add all kinds of things to that. Oh yeah. There's tons you could. Um, Genesis to revelation mm-hmm. is scripture. Yeah. I mean, you can talk about, I mean, there's all kinds of things you talk about transmission, how we mm-hmm. got it, you know, about, human authors writing with their style, but ultimately being right. uh, conformed to in their words, what Christ intended them to write. That's right. So yeah, there's, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. You have a multiplicity of books on the doctrine of scripture. Right. Um, but for our purposes, just that it's the word of God. It's, uh, a, you know, uh, maybe you've been a Christian so long, uh, you, you kind of forget what a grace it is that we would have um, the words of God in our hands. Um, you know, but uh, that that is what we have in, in the Bible. No, I think as we talk scripture meditation, that, that mm-hmm. whole having scripture in our hands makes a huge difference yeah. from what believers in both Old Testament and New Testament maybe would have experienced as mm-hmm. they meditated upon scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, to, to remove it from our lives is to leave ourselves in the dark. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it is the lamp unto our feet. So... Okay, so uh, that's what is scripture very, very, very quickly. Uh, Again, we're talking scripture meditation. So what is meditation then? So meditation is to then... uh, In the scriptural sense. (laughs) To think upon scripture deeply, to let it touch every area of our life, um, to get out of it the the, the real message. To think deeply, though. I I think... uh, um, uh, Who is it? Uh... Gosh, all of a sudden the name is going to escape me. This is this is what I get for, you know, whatever. Doing this at four thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. After after a long day. On a Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on a Monday. Yeah, yeah. And, but anyway, so I mean, the example of like a, a tea bag, you can dip it in, you know, right. once or twice or mm-hmm. three times, but letting it just sit, sit in there and kind of just settle and and the water soak up all of that. Yeah. 
goodness. I think that's the idea with meditation. Ultimately, it's not certainly it's not going to be you know Buddhist meditation where you're going to try to blank out your mind or d- right. distance yourself from thought that's or what I was any of say. this kind of thing. Yeah. It is actually more focusing in. It's actually way more active mm-hmm. um, than it is a disengaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not an emptying of our minds. Mm-hmm. As if that were possible, yeah. Uh, but a putting into putting into our, our minds. minds, and hopefully, so it affects God. our action. That's right. So what you're talking it. about with the steeping, the yeah. steeping of the tea bag or whatever it is, is you're you're trying to get uh, run the word of God through your mind, so that your your mentally and, and and your thoughts are being taken captive by the word exactly of Christ in a way that it's then seeping. Yeah. It's it's getting into your heart, that operation yeah. center of your life as well, so that it actually becomes the functional sure. guide yeah. light. And I think it's important. Life. Also, there's a component where we're having to get over our biases a bit, and so. Part of that whole meditation is letting us get past our preconceived notions of what we're going to find, um, our sort of sin fighting back with us with the passage. And so these kind of elements, I think, as well, are part of that that meditation of really letting the text speak and not bringing to the text just ourselves and finding ourselves there. Mm-hmm. So it's not our reader response what do I see in the text necessarily as much as what is this text actually saying? Mm. What do I need to do about that in many mm-hmm. ways? Yeah. yeah. Not quite application, but <clears throat> that there's, you can't, right. you can't separate it from that though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times we, we do come to the Bible with, uh, I mean, we do, we never come, uh, like a blank slate. Uh, yeah. we come with our own opinions. It's hubris own... to think we could. That's I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, unfortunately a lot of times we come, to set our judgments upon the text as opposed to letting the text actually mm-hmm. judge us and, and yeah. take control and command of us. Uh, and when we do that, we're elevating ourselves as God over the text as opposed mm-hmm. to God being God over us. Yeah. And uh, that's what we're not wanting to do. We're wanting to avoid that. We're wanting to steep ourselves in the scriptures in such a way that they really do become the sovereign director of our lives. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So next question is, why do it? Okay. Right? It may sound to some people a little strange. I'm not sure how many Christians actually give themselves to meditating on the scripture, uh-huh. reading scripture. Uh, yes. Um, maybe, you know, obviously hearing, coming to church on Sunday yep, morning hearing and it. hearing scripture read and hearing sermons preached and uh-huh. maybe reading a book and it has, you know, scripture passages in there and, right. and this kind of thing, but actually sitting down with the word of God and, um, having time as devoted to this kind of engagement with the biblical text. Right. I'm not sure that we do that a whole lot. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but so why why do we do that? And there's just a couple couple of levels underneath that question. Okay. A couple of things happening there. Why do we do it? So, so biblical precedent. Okay. There's some biblical precedent for why we would meditate on Scripture. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And then the benefits, okay. the benefits of it. Sure. So why do we do it? Precedent and, and benefits. Ultimately, we do it because we love Christ. Mm-hmm. We love what God is doing and has been doing yeah. to redeem us. Um, and what that's ultimately going to mean. I, I'm just, the analogy here is like, how much do we happen to know about our favorite sports teams? Um, our favorite movies or books. We yeah. can talk about the actors who portrayed them. We can talk about you know the characters themselves. Oh, this the movie didn't portray this right. Yeah. Um, 
Can you believe what that batter was able to do? You know, we can do all of that because we simply love the element itself that we right. engage in. That really should be a component of why we meditate because we we love scripture. We love God speaking through scripture. Mm. And therefore we want to, to know it better. We want it to be affected by it. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's maybe just a sort of a, a reasoning behind if we want just a, a simple, it is ultimately our love for God that should motivate us to meditate on scripture. Yeah. Um, but then if we maybe just pick an example, old Testament, new Testament sure. precedent, uh, yeah. Psalm one is probably just stands out for being the old Testament precedent. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the one who you know represents God best as King is the one who meditates on scripture day mm. and night. You know, his, his footing is secure. He, he's fruitful. He's not like the wicked yeah. um, whose ways are to be avoided. Um, yeah, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates, meditates day, day and night. night. Yeah, I mean the king, of course, mm-hmm. Deuteronomy. We, we recently preached on uh, the well, mm-hmm. we preached on the prophet part of it, but yep. the king. That's right. I mean, he was supposed to basically take the law, and his job, kind of, a, that's a, one of his actual few job descriptions is to write out a copy of the law right. in his own hand. Um, so that basically he knows his job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's supposed to write out the law. He's supposed to know it. Yeah. And that, yeah, that, that writing down process takes quite a bit out of you. I mean, you have to so, really yeah. actually engage the text. So, that's right. So and I don't think that's just for the leaders either. Uh, right. Ultimately, I think well, the it idea, filters down from the king to it, the people. It does absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so there's may, maybe an Old Testament <clears throat> example, and I say the New Testament example yeah. would be. James, uh, the man who you know basically wants to not be just a hearer of the word. Interesting, not just a reader. We we normally think of it reader, but he he says not just a hearer of the word because they are primarily hearing, yeah. but a doer yeah. is the one who doesn't just glance at the mirror and go on without dealing with the yeah. problem. It's the one who stares intently into the mirror. Yeah. So he can correct the things, and so he knows what he's getting into before he goes off and then does it. Yeah. Um, and so I think those are the the two maybe biblical precedent that I would kind of put, sit next to each other. Um, one focusing on just that that love and the commitment and the wherewithal, the being of it, and mm-hmm. then James really with the what do you do with that? Yeah, no, that's really good. Uh, I was thinking to uh, Old Testament precedent you may think of Psalm 19, mm-hmm. Psalm 19, yeah, same absolutely. kind of deal is this, this valuing, this treasuring of the word is sweeter than honey. It's, it's mm-hmm. more, more precious to me than gold. Yeah. I mean, like if, you know, you, you have something sweet in your mouth, you like to savor, savor the sweetness of it. You know, yeah. uh, you have something that's very valuable. Um, you're, you're going to spend time, uh, you know, looking over every nook and cranny of it just to, to appreciate it. Yeah. You know, yeah. lengthy um, Psalm one nineteen with this Psalm one hundred nineteen. We just read that actually yesterday before mm-hmm. corporate worship, um, where he's talking about the unfolding of your word gives light and all these kinds of things. But yeah, just the unf- overflow. Of that's that. right. Yeah. yeah. So the unfolding of it requires meditation, and we'll talk, maybe we'll talk a little bit about you know how much of that is involved in preaching and and effective preaching mm-hmm. is your ability to meditate take time to meditate on the text that you're you're seeking to expound yeah absolutely um so i think on those guys are those those psalms psalm 19 psalm 119 are the ones that, that first come to mind for me yeah i think uh obviously your example of the king there in deuteronomy 18 is a good one uh it was basically uh, to to set up his rule in a way to where 
okay, this is this is an issue. I have this problem. This is going on in my kingdom. Where can, where's my chapter and verse? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to write this whole thing down so that I'm so familiar with it that I can I can right. just pick it up from anywhere. Yeah. And I have God's it's word not my on judgment. this thing. It's yeah. God's judgment. That's, that's right. Yeah. No, that's so, that's so right. Judgment. That's yeah. so right. Of course, you know, like in, in I probably, probably compress it a little bit to say in Genesis two, Adam and Eve are to live upon the word of God. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just that's their life, their yeah. life and their livelihood, uh, their joy as human beings uh, under God. Uh, is is rooted in obedience to his word, knowing mm-hmm. his word. The fact that they fall is because they don't. Don't, exactly. Yeah. They don't heed it. They That's don't right. really yep. meditate on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think of uh, Jesus mm-hmm. in the New Testament, his temptations. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we'll, I'm kind of getting into benefits at this point, but he's able yeah. to, to compete against Satan and defeat him. Right. Quoting. With quoting Deuteronomy. Right. Yeah. Deuteronomy. Yeah. Okay. So Romans, I know, has not been written at that point. No. But it's not like Romans. I mean, Deuteronomy is great. Don't get me wrong. But like he's quoting Deuteronomy. He's he's so lived in Deuteronomy, right? That yeah. he's able to just like throw this stuff around as sword thrusts we should into the enemy side. We should Deuteronomy as well. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's, we it's, should. It's, it's a good book. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so I think of Je- obviously Jesus is the word incarnate. Right. Uh, you have the Apostle Paul in Colossians who's saying, let the word of Christ dwell in you. There's going to be an indwelling yeah. of the word mm-hmm. and not in an impoverished way, but in a rich way. Yeah. So I think along those lines as well, when I think of, uh, you know, biblical precedent for this, John chapter eight is another great place mm. where Jesus is talking about, um, you know, the reason that you hate me. Right. Is because you cannot bear to hear my word. Right. You don't love me because you can't, you don't love my word. Yeah. My, my people, my voice. that's yeah. right. Yeah. My people hear my voice and they follow me because they love my word. Mm-hmm. So that's in us, like from the new birth, like there's been right. a love for the word of God imparted to us from heaven. And, uh, you know, it's best for us to remain children in that way and to just continue to sup there over and over again. So there's some some, some biblical precedents, some some other uh, things will probably come to mind as we go along. But just benefits then of scripture meditation. Uh, I mean, benefits, (laughs) avoidance of sin, um, being aware of temptation. Um, being aware of our how can a young man keep his way pure right by guarding it according to your word yeah yeah i mean just knowing the right path to take so much of the time we want simply is this right or wrong um, but it actually takes meditation on god's word and knowing his will and principles and just how to go about life to know better and best um wisdom and ultimately that's meditation meditation is what gives you wisdom yes um that's right and so benefits there um being able to teach i mean if you've not meditated yeah. upon god's word you you won't be able to teach it at, at best you'll be able to pass on not a whole well. bunch of facts and not that that well <laughs> right right not well yeah no, i agree and just to kind of interject myself there i mean i think that's exactly right i, I think one of the depravities of, of the pulpit today is guys give don't they don't give any time to their text other than just like a cursory glance at it. 
Yeah. You know, and I mean, off to the top. It's a few, it's a few hours. To That's talk right. About. They have, they, they come up with a, uh, you know, they, they pick up on a, a word or, or a line in a text and they run with that. The book they have been studying outside of scripture. <laughs> yes, that's right. Something like that. And it's lamentable, I think. Yeah. I really do. I think that's due to the depravity of the pulpit. I think that's due to the depravity, the deprivation of, of, the, of those pastors and their own souls. And, and I think of the churches and ultimately then of the world. Yeah. Right. I, that, that was actually where I wanted, if I had to do one more yeah. kind of benefit, it is then in our ability to be witnesses, to yeah. evangelize. Ultimately, it, it's, it requires meditation. Otherwise, we're not going to be prepared yeah. um, for those questions, for those conversations that don't look initially like questions leading mm-hmm. to faith. Um, that meditation would have helped us be prepared for mm-hmm. and realize how that could move that direction. Yeah. I, you, you used a word earlier, um, just, uh, you, you mentioned deeply, right? I, knowing the word of God deeply, having the, the word of Christ in you, richly, these kind of words. Mm-hmm. I think one of our burdens that we share for ourselves and for our church and for Christians in general is we want that. We don't, we right. don't want the shallowly. Right. We want the deeply and we believe that the deeply and the richly matters yeah. significantly for the kind of Christian you are. Yeah. Right? The kind of church you will be. Absolutely. The kind of witness you will be in the world. Your own ability. I mean, again, we, we just got done doing like a John Knox historical bio thing for our church. And it's remarkable the the... Uh, the guys who, the martyrs who are being burned at the stake for preaching the gospel, almost every time as they go, as they're on their way, like Jesus to Calvary, you know, right. as they're on their way to their own stake, literally, mm-hmm. um, they're they're preaching to the people. Mm-hmm. They get they get you know hung up on the stake and they light the fire. What are they quoting? Yeah, oftentimes it's scripture. Right. So they just there, there's a there's a, a bygone era of of Christians who seem to really steep in the Word of God, and it became their life, right? And death, yeah. Like they just it consumed them, mm-hmm. and I think it's to our you know again to our depra- deprivation that that we're just we're very distant from. From that, right. in many we're ways. Distant from that, we're distant from God. We're distant from each other. I think that may be a final way mm-hmm. of, of saying it. meditation. While it seems like a very personal thing, there's a ton yeah. of, and we'll probably get to it. But I mean, there's a ton of corporate benefit as well, right? And especially when you're sharing, you know, what and how you meditate um, with others in community, uh, that that can be some significant benefit for you know shared. Carrying of burdens, shared encouragement, shared right. worship, shared yeah. just everything. So right. So we'll, we'll come to that. But you're ex- you're absolutely right. Um, we are uh, as Christians not to live in in like some weird meditative trance, right? Uh, isolation. You know, like everything that we're doing for ourselves personally and following Jesus is meant to spill over and to affect right our relationships with, with God and with others yeah. <laughs> that's right yeah, that's absolutely right any other benefits before we get to like do you have a system oh gosh I don't know I mean there could be other benefits but mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think that fairly well covers it 
Yeah. Um, system, I mean... <laughs> I mean, Do you it, have a system for doing scripture meditation? I don't necessarily have like a system that I'm consistent with. Yeah. Um, I have some different things mm-hmm. um, that I've tried before. I have di- different things that I do do f- on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, this is Don Whitney has like I think like seventeen different like possible ways you can meditate in you know his book on spiritual disciplines. Yeah. I, I remember in class, Don Whitney. I remember in class he did yeah. way more than even that. I think it was way more than seventeen that he just went through just different things, and there were there yeah. were very minor variations. But I mean, getting past the idea that like scripture memory is a, is a great way to meditate on scripture it's not the only one in fact it may get kind of weird in that you know uh, some people probably have memorized scripture already before they're actually meditating on it mm-hmm. um so you know the old testament they probably already knew his word before they were able to meditate on it because they didn't have it so if mm-hmm. they were going to meditate upon it it was because they had already sort of collected it to themselves yep. um but for us i mean that, that's fine you know but anyway so scriptural uh, memorization i think is one of the probably Mm-hmm. More frequent ones I do. Right. Um, I'm not wonderful at it, but... So some of us are memorizing, trying to memorize Galatians right uh, now. I'm right there with y'all, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to do it. I'm not very far along, yeah. to be honest. About a chapter three. I think Jared Weaver is, is I think I'm just way. through the, the, the preamble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but you're running through it over and over and right, over right, and over right. again to try to make advances in Scripture. There's something inherent to Scripture memory, memorization, yeah. That is meditative. You, is. you are having to run that passage through your mind over and over again with the prayer that it enters your heart and, and right. it sticks and makes itself available to you throughout the course of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, so the, there, there's, there's definitely um, that. I mean, some of it can be... Well, I was just going to say, when you're, when you are, when you're, so you, you get up in the morning or whenever uh, that you do your, your Bible reading, um, is that a part of your 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 Bible reading? Like, do you it is, is well, it just do you just read, or do you is there an, a, an additional component to it where you read a passage and then you're taking I don't know five minutes to to meditate on a certain verse or that's theme my or typical pattern. Like yeah. So I mean, so the yeah. scripture memory is usually not part of that. So usually, yeah. whatever scripture I'm, if I am memorizing anything, is not from my regular reading. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is I'm reading straight through. Um, And as long as I'm doing that, I'm probably not going to be just picking random verses to memorize as I go through that. Um, And so like, you know, yeah, I usually will focus in on one or two particular verses in a passage. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm dealing in Second Chronicles right now is what I'm reading through. Um, And so I'm just happening to deal with... um, Asa's reform this morning. Mm-hmm. And so I focused in on a couple of verses that were really focusing on Asa's reform yeah. um, and just what effect that had on him, what that effect that had on the people and on really, I mean, so for that one, it was, you know, what was the ramifications of that? Because you have basically a whole nation being affected by Asa really being a reformer of somebody who wanted to return them to a proper worship of God. Um, and so that, that was where I went this morning. It was really a reflection on how that, leader who was committed to God's word and who was faithful in communicating that to the people and, and yeah. doing that in policy, um, how that actually then played out and benefited the nation as a whole, despite the judgment and whatever yeah. that came later mm-hmm. um, due to those who did not follow in his example. Um, yeah. But yeah, so usually my, my, my immediate thing on a daily basis is just that, yeah, picking a couple verses out of my regular longer reading that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It's my regular. So. 
one thing, I mean, for me, uh, you know, I'm afforded um, by the the grace and mercy of the church to to spend time in a text yeah. all week long. And so, you know, um, I mean, part of the thing that I'm doing there, and, and so, so some of it's not going to be, may not be relatable to, to every Christian in the congregation or, sure. um, but I do think that there is value in, uh, even if you don't like to write, forcing yourself to journal. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, th- I think that there's yeah, value in that. You, you, yes, you spend time in the Word. I think that there's real value if, if you have the, the time to do it at some point during the day to try to, best you can, to learn how to outline a passage. Um, because I think that squeezes you a little bit. Mm-hmm. You, you're trying to squeeze the, 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 the juice a little bit. Yeah, whether it's um, paraphrasing mm-hmm. or outlining or yeah, some yeah. technique like that, yeah. st- stressing on different points. Yeah, yeah but as you that, see the that's flow. That's maybe a little bit weird because you could really kind of stress to where it really isn't yeah, sure. verse. But. But, but understanding, trying to force yourself to understand the flow of the argument mm-hmm. takes a little more time and, and energy and spiritual discipline than just yeah. reading the passage and yeah. moving on from it. So forcing yourself to read the Bible with a pen in hand or a pencil in hand or, or whatever mm-hmm. and an open journal page. Right. Um, else, and, and just kind of like <laughs> taking <laughs> taking taking notes, um, forcing yourself into an outline. And there's something that I actually am not very, very uh, good at doing, although I, I catch myself by God's grace uh, frequently when this happens is coming to a passage, coming to a text, spending time, spending hours, uh, whether it's Monday or Friday, whether it's the the initial commentary style notes that I take on a passage mm-hmm. or the final, you know, yes and amen on a sermon uh, toward towards the end of the week. Uh, sometimes I find that I've, I've entered into it without prayer mm-hmm. and that I finish without prayer. And, and so, so it's not, and I, I think it would be do us so much good to come to the word of God supernaturally yeah. and say, listen, there's stuff here that I, my mind under, I can understand it as a human being, but I want something more here. I actually want this to, to be able to sit and stew in my heart throughout the course of this day mm-hmm. and the course of a week. And so Lord, please help here. Yeah. Coming you know. to the text. Are we yes. having prayed? I would, say, right. I would say the the other element that, and I, I actually do do this fairly regularly, especially, well, I don't know, especially, um, but is praying through the text itself as a means of meditation. Yeah. We do a lot where we do yeah. a longer text, but even if you're just breaking it down into a couple verses or a paragraph from mm-hmm. a lar- larger, praying over a particular section of what you're yeah. reading um, is a great way to meditate on scripture to kind yep. of dig 100%. it in and, and really apply it to your life, to the life of your community, to the life of those you want to reach with the gospel. Mm-hmm. So, Yes. And so uh, I have tried, again, somewhat inconsistent in this, but the Lord has, especially the last few months, really pressed me on Saturday evenings. So it's just Saturday okay. evenings. It's not every evening. It's just Saturday evenings uh, <laughs> to find to find a passage of scripture and to, to pray through it in preparation for the Lord's day. And mm-hmm. Um, this past Saturday, I spent time in Psalm 119, and, and I prayed through the whole psalm, oh, wow. the, the, the whole Psalm 119 on Saturday night. And you should um, have started on Friday <laughs> or Just a year kidding. ago. Um, but you're right; like the ability to to slow your pace and to be mindful to yeah. pray upon the things that are in the text, I think are are immensely helpful. Um, and even if you can't remember it, you know, the next day, 
it's not to, that's not to say that there hasn't been some kind of good impact uh, upon right. your heart. You know, your heart picks up more than your mind is able to remember. Right. Uh, so I think that that's a good thing. I think if you're if you're wanting to add something, if you're a member of our church and you're wanting to add something, I think prayer at 940 is really, really good oh, yeah. Yeah. for this kind of thing because essentially it is an extended meditation yeah. on a passage of Scripture. And so far as we're talking spiritual habits, this is developing yes, that as a spiritual right. habit. Yeah, it's yeah. learning how to pray through Scripture. Yeah. And, and so I think that is very, very a good means of grace that the church has tried to provide for the members of the church. Um, where again, you're you're learning how to pray through Scripture, and we so we have prayed through Matthew. Uh-huh. We have pr- the whole gospel. The whole gospel. We have mm-hmm. prayed through Romans. Yeah. We have prayed through lamentations. lamentations. We have prayed through so intense prayer. Yeah. yeah, right. And then we're in Jeremiah, Jeremiah now. now. Is that all we've done? That's all we've done. Okay, so far. But it's been a while. All of Matthew, all of all of Romans, all of Lamentations. We did something and, before Matthew because we didn't start. Was it Philippians? There. It may have been. Maybe we prayed through Philippians. That's a lot of that's a lot of Bible to go through, pray through, talk through, uh, meditate on by those questions that we ask. Mm-hmm. What what do we see of God here? What do we see of, of our sin and, 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 and some things that we can confess to the Lord? Yeah. Uh, what what supplications can we make to the Lord on the basis of this text? Yeah. See how well, that that's reinforces that with what's going on yep. in the sermon, what's going on in people's lives, what's going on with, yes. yeah. Yes, and so underneath the surface, though, people are being trained. I don't know if they think about it like that, right. but they're being trained. It's best that sometimes they don't necessarily think about it. Yeah. It's, it, that's not so much important as the doing, the, the yeah. actual you engaging in it. Mm-hmm. That's instead right. Instead of the, am I doing this right? Yeah. Yeah, so I would just I would just add that as well as as a, as a good means of grace for for developing this this particular yeah, discipline. Okay, we're to the end of it here. Uh, how do, how does um, well, we just kind of maybe this is a good bridge. Yeah, it's good. How does how does scripture meditation connect with church and corporate worship? Yeah, I mean yeah, ecclesiology. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so. Uh, our primary place of discipleship is actually the church. So it should be yeah. expected that there is some overlap between what we're meditating on mm-hmm. and what others in our body are meditating mm-hmm. on. It shouldn't be just purely individualistic. Yeah. Um, so, for instance... That's why we have our prepares. We have our prepare. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's where I, I was So we're having say. a so, corporate meditation. Yep, corporate meditation. Yep. Corporate digging deeper as the text approaches so that we're actually prepared yeah, to hear what God is going to tell us beyond what we've just looked at in, on our own yeah. so that we don't think we're, you know, sort of, I have it all together, so I don't really need the rest of the body and the preaching of the God's word and right. all of this. Yeah, we do need those things. We need all of those things. And so and as much as we so can it's get corporate. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's definitely corporate there. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, because the, the whole point is to fill our minds with scripture so that we can then share that word with others, whether that looks like just pure yes. advice, counsel, wisdom whatever yes we're called to live in community and that means we're going to have to deal with sin we're going to have to deal with people who don't know what to do we're going to have to deal with us not knowing what to do Mm -hmm. Um, we didn't know you know who's going to actually speak god's word to us they don't even have to pull out the bible but we know they're they're actually speaking god's word because they have meditated upon it Mm -hmm. um yeah all that's corporate all of that is how the church is benefited and where community benefited by meditation ours and others Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My, my only, uh, I mean, I 100% wholeheartedly amen all of that. 
Um, again, for me, I think every individual Christian and every church really can be challenged uh, on the the area of the Word of God dwelling in us mm-hmm. as richly as possible. Yeah, I just think I think yeah. that that's so necessary, and it changes the quality, the flavor. It may not change the quantity, but it does change the quality of the church in a way that is palpably felt that is tangible in the life of the body yeah and you and i have done enough membership interviews at this point to to have heard that testimony right uh from people who have come into membership uh in in this church over the last couple of years and um and we're thankful to god for that uh but but there's always room for us to 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 continue to grow in our understanding, just our, our baseline knowledge of the Word of God, mm-hmm. our understanding of key, key theological concepts, um, our understanding, obviously, of the gospel mm-hmm. and, and of applied theology. Yeah. But all of that really is just saying, get in the Bible. Like, mm-hmm. get in the Bible as much as you possibly can. And as a church then, and pastorally then, you really should be setting up the things that you have decided to do as a church uh, by the text of Scripture. Mm-hmm. You're letting the Word be the thing that is animating yeah. in the, the life of the congregation. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, again, I uh, I think that's something that we can continue to work on and, and, and pray towards uh, both as pastors uh, as members of a church um, and as a church is just to continue to to give ourselves to uh, the word of God in our hearts more and more. Give us more. Yeah. So I'm hopefully, done. Hopefully a ton of that. Yeah. That's a, a good motivation to, to, to do it, to, mm-hmm. to actual, actually meditate on scripture. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Get to it, folks. 